one more proof na kung bakit naniniwala kami na this is not really the entire world na binaha is because in Genesis chapter 6 before the flood meron nang mga Nephilim if na swipe out or na wipe out ng flood yung entire world noon at yung walo lang yung nabuhay yung Noah sinowa siya kay family members niya paano nag-exist pa rin yung giants or yung Nephilim right after the flood it could mean both and it's not the point That's what the church is telling us. But what we need to reflect on is not the scope of the flood, but the spiritual significance of the flood. So dito makita natin no, that the second coming of Christ is compared to the days of Noah, where even after all the warnings and after all the story of about this great flood and the judgment of God, people continue to remain wicked up until today. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Welcome to the Narrow Door Podcast, everybody. Come on in. We are thrilled that you're here. We are doing another Bible curiosity question episode. I hope that you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. I feel so enlightened after uh, one of these conversations. And if you guys have questions of your own, you can send them to us as well. I'll give you the email address in a little bit. Before I get to that, though, let me introduce my friends who are here. Burns Kaasi is the creator and host of Unboxing Catholicism. You can check them out online, YouTube, Facebook. There's a website. Pastor Dennis C. is head pastor at Victory Green Hills. Instructor Harold Resho is instructor at New Heaven and New Earth, Shinjanji Church. of Jesus. I wanted to start with an email today. She refers to you guys as the angels of the show, right? Si so, Paul yan, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, normally Brother J. Paul would be here, but um, he couldn't make it today. Brother J. Paul is the lay preacher over at the feast. That's why Burns is here. Okay, um, our email is coming from Yanni, and she says, a letter to Sam O and the three angels. So ano ako? Kung sila yung three angels, tas ako yung nakasingle out. <laughs> Dear Sam O and the rest of your angels, Brother J. Paul, Pastor Dennis, and Instructor Harold, I started listening to your podcast during Christmas vacation and after that, started randomly picking whatever episode and it has been my lunch buddy since. So yes, I am catching up. Last Friday, I listened to the episode, What Does the Bible Tell Us About Sex? Oh, she went back a little bit, didn't she? Um, And it blessed me in a way that gives me more conviction about why I wanted to maintain my purity until I get married to the man God prepared for me. It gives me a deeper reason why I want to do it, not just because the church says so. I am so grateful for Brother J. Paul's stories. Instructor Harold's perspective from the Bible makes a lot of sense. And Pastor Dennis inspires me. Maybe years from now. What about me, Yanni? Okay, maybe years from now, <laughs> I can share how beautiful it is to really remain patient and all the sacrifices will be worth it when you choose not to settle for good sex when indeed you can have great sex. Oh, oh she's yeah. reading someone's uh-huh. book. book. Pastor D has a book with that title. Pakita, pakita. Exhibit A. You guys can get this online too, by the way. And he wrote it with his wife. So it is like, you know, a male-female perspective from a married couple. Yes, that is the book. <laughs> and she adds, so can you pray for my the one girl, you and me both. Novina na yan. Novina na yan. Um, today, I decided to start from episode one. I'm actually typing this while listening. Knowing them and you better really inspires me. And this show is a game changer. Thank you for this amazing platform that shows us what being a true believer is all about. It's all about love. Guys, she wrote an acronym for us with the word love. And I'm so tickled that behind Insta Harry, the word love is spelled out. So she says, 
It's about love. L. Listen to one another with love. Oh. <laughs> Obey God with love. V. Value one's belief with love. And E. Embrace differences with love. Ang galing! We didn't plan this! Ang ganda! It's so nice to talk about our differences and not criticize one's beliefs. Every time na makikinig ako lagi kung naiisip, sana ganito sa buong Pilipinas, magkakaiba, pero pwedeng magkaisa. Lalim! <laughs> China oil! P.S. I am a Catholic attending the feast and also an active servant. Pero ma-share ko lang ha, na Victory Church has impacted my faith journey, especially when I was praying for work overseas and desiring to become a worship leader. This is why hindi ako believer ng religion to divide the Christians. Kaya na in love ako sa The Narrow Door Podcast. Kasi if sa isang denomination natagpuan ng isang tao ang kanyang faith, and mas naging mabuti siya dahil dito, then we all must celebrate. More wisdom and courage to you all. Again, maraming salamat. That is coming from Yani. Guys! Oh my goodness! I'm so kileg. So kileg. Anything you guys want to say to Yani? Yani, dahil na-mention mo yung book ko, bigay mo yung ano, email mo lang si Sam, papadala kita ng book ko. Whoa! Ng address mo. I have a feeling she's already reading your book though. Let's see. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Kung meron na, please, wag ka na mag-email. Sayang ang pera. <laughs> Panorin mo na lang yung live selling ko sa Facebook. <laughs> oh my gosh, kaloka, Pastor D. What about you guys? Instahari, even Burns. Anything you want to say to Yanni? Well, sige. Sige, insta-age muna. Go ahead, insta-age. Total love yung nasa likod mo. <laughs> Quickly lang, sobrang na-appreciate ko yung mga listeners natin that they really express how much uh, they appreciate the show and how it helps them. Pero actually, when we hear from them, nakakatulong din yun sa atin na to do what we are doing. Kumbaga, yun yung fuel na mas magpapalaki pa nung fire na why we are doing this. So, I just want to say thank you. Aww, Hearts you. Burns. First, I would like to congratulate the team for the impact that you guys are doing. So, good job, guys. And way to go. A lot of people can be reached by the narrow door. And for Yanni, she mentioned about chastity. Perhaps a very simple reminder that I could give her as a Catholic myself and as a Christian is chastity. Many people will see it like eating donuts. Do not do this. Do not do that. No, do not have sex before marriage. Do not watch this and do not do that. No, so diyan ganon. No, chastity more than saying no to sin or no to other things is saying yes to who you really are and to yes to what you can become as a child of God. No, so sex is God's gift for us. It's a it's a gift that He has given to to for us to be able to give ourselves entirely to the one. Whom we will be spending our lives with in eternity, forever here on earth, no. So it's not just for it's it it has a unitive aspect to it. So if you, I advise that you, apart from reading Pastor D's book on that, you can check out Theology of the Body. It's a very fantastic resource that you can find online. Christopher West, Jason Everett, Christophanic, these guys, and I think the Feast also invited them before. They wrote great books on pure love, and for me, yun lang ang encouragement ko. Don't think of chastity as saying no; it's about saying yes to God's plan for you, for God's plan for your sexuality. It is deeper than the body. That is a really fresh, different perspective. Yeah, that was good. Back to you, Pastor D. Thank you, Burns. 
All right. So with that, guys, we are going to go into our Bible curiosity question for the day. Today, we are asking, did Noah's flood cover the entire planet? It is a question that I've heard among Christian circles. A sub-question to this for me, though, is, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll go around the panel and ask you guys, like, you know, what your understanding of this is. A sub-question, though, after that is, like, does it matter? You know, does it matter? What is the significance of the understanding of this? Um, I was thinking, Pastor, do you, do you want to start? Because, you know, in a past episode, I don't re even remember what topic that was, but we touched on this briefly, and I think you mentioned, like, there's archaeology, archaeological evidence that backs up a certain understanding of this. Do you remember that one? You know, honestly, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that there are so many accounts of the flood with different perspective throughout history. I think that's the one that... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pero kung archaeological one. evidence, siguro kaya nga nagkaroon ng North Pole, South Pole, di ba? Because of the flood. I don't... Ewan ko kung sino mas, mas scientific sa atin dito, di ba? I think how the world or the earth was formed, basically it goes back in history where there was a great flood that flooded the whole earth, mm -hmm. di ba? And, and so may evidence naman talaga that the flood really happened. So I think it just goes to show how it really happened, how scripture records this in light of uh, uh, an Israelite's perspective that the flood did happen. Right. And, and there's a different story with the biblical worldview than the Mesopotamia or ancient Near East perspective of the flood. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. What about... Uh, who wants to go? Insta-Harry? Um, basically, kami naniniwala rin kami na nag-flood naman talaga siya. But if the question is, is this the flood that covered the entire world? The way we understand it, hindi yung buong mundo. Um, it's not the entire world. Um, kasi for me, ang mundo ko ay yung family ko, yung mga loved ones ko. And, some, and for people na meron sarili na nilang family, I think yung mundo nila ay yung asawa at saka yung mga anak nila. And that's the same thing kasi doon tumatakbo yung buhay natin. Yun yung nagmamatter sa atin. And the way we understand in the Bible, that world of Noah, nung dumating yung flood, ay yung chosen people ng Diyos. Kasi kaya nga yung Bible, uh, I think we established here in the podcast before that it's not the book for the whole history of the entire world, but it's a book between God and His chosen people. Um, kaya yung kami din, the way we understand it, ito yung 6,000 years history ng Diyos at ng mga chosen people niya. Um, and if I will go to Second Peter chapter 2, verse 5. <laughs> I like Not that this is becoming a thing. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, you know, our listeners can also bust out their Bible and start reading along with us. What's the verse, Mr. Harry? 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. It says here, If he did not spare the ancient world, yung he, God. If God did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people. So para saan yung flood? Dun sa ungodly people. If we will go back in the history, um, God... Um, yung mga tao after uh, Adam, nagko-commit na sila ng sin and they became so wicked to the point that God yeah. was sorry that he made man. So verse 5, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness and seven others. Kaya ang naligtas lang nun, eight lang sila. Noah with the seven other family members na meron siya. So dito, pinapakita na yung flood nga is for the ungodly people kasi 
they became wicked at makikita natin even sa Bible na paulit-ulit when one generation is becoming wicked or corrupted na God will put an end on it give a judgment and then start anew so kaya nung panahon na yon um yun uh, that was a judgment for the people na hindi nagrepent even though Noah has been warning them and one more proof na kung bakit naniniwala kami na this is not really the entire world na binaha is because in Genesis chapter 6 before the flood meron nang mga nephilim giants other, yeah. yeah giants right giants mm. in other versions of the bible giants yun nag-exist sila before the flood and then in numbers chapter 13 yun yung time na makikita uli natin sila so if if na swipe out or na wipe out ng enta- ng flood yung entire world noon at yung walo lang yung nabuhay yung nawa sinawa siya kay family members niya paano nag-exist pa rin yung giants or yung nephilim right after the flood so basically that's where we are coming from that's why um, the way we understand it, it's not really the entire world but the world of God who is his chosen people na nakatanggap ng judgment okay Yeah, yeah. That's pretty solid. Right. Pero yeah. sure ako yung Marikina. Tinamaan yung Marikina. Ma-flood dun eh. Taga-Marikina ako, Pastor D. Oo oh. nga. Oh, tinamaan yun sa Noah's ano, flood. Yes. Oh, okay. oh, Burns, <laughs> represent, wala pa ako oh, Burns, representing Marikina. What do you have to say about this? Speaking of flood, buti na lang hindi binabaha. Dito yeah. sa ano sa part namin sa Marikina, we are in Parang. It's a, a little bit elevated compared to other parts of the city. So, going back to the Bible, when the Bible talks about the flood, okay, and what does the Catholic uh, Catholic Church say about that? There's no definitive teaching on whether the flood covered the entire world or it's a regional flood, but linguistically speaking, when you say the earth, if you will look back to the original language used When the flood was described, the word used to describe the earth was Eretz. And Eretz, E-R-E-T-Z, is a Hebrew word that means land or earth. It could mean the entire world or it could mean a particular region. If you were going to read other verses in the book of Genesis, like Genesis 41.57, it says there, All the Eretz or all the earth brought their grains from Egypt. So that couldn't mean as in the whole world. No, we don't know. So parang what we are trying to say here is it could mean both. And it's not the point. That's what the church is telling us. No, it could mean you are free to believe that it's the whole world, okay? Or you are free to believe that it is the re- it is a regional kind of flood that only the Middle East or whatever uh, experience. But what we need to reflect on is not the scope of the flood, but the spiritual significance of the flood. No, and the call for conversion and you know how how we are supposed to 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 see the reality of sin and God wanting uh, wanting to redeem us to restore us in his covenant or in, in, in God's in our relationship with him so I think that's what uh, the church is teaching us no in fact if you want to dig deeper on this apart from reading the catechism Pope Pius the second sorry Pope Pius the 12th published an encyclical a long time ago. It's called Humani Generis. Okay, you can just search a summary of that if you don't want to read the whole thing. It teaches us how the Catholic Church views the book of Genesis. And it reminds us, and many non-Catholic Christians would agree to it, that Genesis is real history. But it's not written 
in the way that is history books that are you know are written today na okay step one next scene third scene this scene it was written using symbolic language no so i think that's also something that we can keep in mind when we read the creation story yes it happened we had a common parent adam and eve but did the but did god create uh, create the world in six days like as in six 24 hour days no so that's something that we are free to speculate on and the church patiently support science in its search for that story but that the point is not you know whether it's six days for real or whether it's the whole world that got into flood the point is something spiritual the point is something deeper in fact the the flood is some sort of a typology when you say typology in biblical in exegesis or studying the bible it's like seeing the new testament events fulfilling old testament prefigurations or foreshadowings right that's why peter said now uh, he was talking about the flood noah and all and then he suddenly said now baptism saves you no so parang it's it's relating the realities of two saint augustine is telling us that the old testament is concealed sorry the new testament is concealed in the old and then the old testament finds its fulfillment in the new so i think the attitude here is when we read things like this okay we have to always know and dig deeper on the spiritual significance mm-hmm. and how it is being you know revealed to us in the time of Christ in the New Testament so uh, that's my that's the long and short of it so for me yeah, as a catholic and this is what the church is teaching us you are free to to speculate whether it's the whole world or not the whole world but the point is why did the flood happen and what can we learn from it right mm-hmm. yeah i mean a lot of the things that you said they've been mentioned on this show as well and i think mm. everyone is on the same page about like the you know genesis being like spiritual text we're not supposed to take it literally but it's not a myth it's not a myth it's not a myth and this whole like you know foreshadowing thing that you mentioned you know that's come up before but burns like as a catholic as a fellow catholic right sometimes i get a little frustrated is a strong word but i think it just makes me wonder like because a lot of the things that we've talked about on this show the catholic perspective was like there is no definitive teaching and i guess it makes me wonder like how come there's no definitive teaching like i don't want to speculate i want to you know yeah yeah good question uh the church has definitive teachings on many things right but the church doesn't have a definitive teaching on each of the verses of the bible Okay, as I have mentioned, I think I've mentioned it before in the past in this ep- in, in the show that the way Catholics understand the scripture is it is it should be in continuity with the way it was understood during the time of Christ, during the time of the first century church, and that understanding, that passing on of the sacred tradition with the big T, not the small T, has been safeguarded by the magisterium, which is the church itself, you know, the whole body of Christ trying to preserve the scriptures because that's how it happened. When, you know, when, the, when Jesus went up to heaven, there was no full New Testament yet. So for uh, around 300 years, we didn't have the full scriptures, right? What we had was the tradition that Paul was saying, the tradition that he was passing on. And this was the tradition allude, alluded to in, uh, in the letter of Jude, that says the teachings passed on once and for all. So what I'm trying to say is there is a continuity of deepening of teachings and in certain, uh, as, in certain aspects of the faith, like say, for example, the, the, the Trinity, 
the church has a definitive teaching on that. And a lot of non-Catholics agree to the way the church understands the Trinity. The inspiration of the scriptures, no? The church has a definitive teaching on that, that the Bible is inspired by God. But to the question on certain things, like for example, the actual creation of the world, like the process on how it happened, the church is simply saying that, that it is trusting no, the prudential judgment of science, okay? Because science and religion are not supposed to be opposing one another. In fact, science and religion are talking about the same truth. The same, the same, we are looking at the same world authored by God. But religion is looking at the why the world was created, while science is trying to examine how it happened. So you see, it's very, you know, it's complementary with each other. So now the church did ne will not have a, a definitive teaching on something that can be proven by science, no matter how long it will take. Take note that the theories of evolution are still at best theories. These are still conjectures being studied by the scientific community. These are not scientific laws. So the church supports that. The church does not have a definitive teaching on how science should be seen, right? In fact, during the time of Galileo, okay, I, I think you guys are familiar with the Galileo controversy, right? No, when Galileo was, was already proposing that it's the sun that's a, at the center of the, uh, of the universe during that time when they believe it was the earth, the church did not have a definitive teaching on, on scientific facts. But the church will have definitive say on spiritual realities because that's what the church is it's not a scientific uh it's not a scientific storehouse or a knowledge think tank it the duty of the church is to get us to heaven okay that is the duty of the church now whatever is in regard to the salvation of our souls that's where the church will make a definitive teaching now as to how to make uh, the best coffee in the morning as who will be you know winning in the next soccer game these are temporal realities, and the church does not have an infallible say on those things. So the catechism, the Bible is showing us, the history of the church is telling us that the church will only have a definitive say on anything that is faith, morals. Anything that is scientific, we are free to conjecture, we are free to study. He's I don't know apologist. if that made sense, Sam. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? That was, I mean, that was a great explanation of where I think the Catholic Church stands when it comes to these things. And mm. um, yeah, that's an apologist for the Catholic Church right there. Seabirds, <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so let's get to... Um, my sub-question for this, right? So whether this was a flood that covered the entire planet or whether it just happened in Noah's Barangay, what does it matter? What is the significance? Does it matter? And I think, Burns, you touched on this with your answer just now. It's not really about whether, you know, this, like how this physical event happened. What is the spiritual thing that we are supposed to take from this flood is what you were saying earlier. I think right? Um, right yeah what about the what about you guys like does it matter yeah uh, i think before we were able to talk about this amana all scriptures god breathing so everything that we can find in the bible is important it's only up to us kung paano siya magiging um, relevant kung paano natin siya magagamit in our spiritual life and dun sa story ni noah and yung flood so yun nga um, makikita natin doon na nagkaroon ng judgment yung wicked chosen people non because they did not repent kahit na pinili niya si Noah na righteous nun 
um, he gave these words and warnings to them. Pero yun yung mahirap eh, na um, pinadala ng Diyos si Noah and siya yung nagtatestify ng word of God pero hindi nakikinig. And so yung family lang ni Noah yung naligtas. And dapat nga, so yung process, mag-end yung wicked generation, mag-start ng panibago. So, nung na-wipe out yung chosen people ng Diyos noon, na natili yung family ni Noah, pumasok uli yung kasalanan through his son, Ham. So, sinuwakiners niya yung si Ham, even yung mga sumunod sa kanya na generation. Pero dahil doon, nasira yung covenant. So, ang Diyos, nag, nag-establish na ng covenant kay Abraham that his descendants will go to a promised land. During that time, ay hindi pa napapangalanan yung promised land. But the story about Noah and yung promise ng Diyos kay Abraham, it's actually connected because the promised land is Canaan. And yung Canaan is the place where the descendants of Ham are actually dwelling. So bakit nila yun conquer? Because eventually, they, if they really don't repent, they would receive the judgment from the people na pinili ng Diyos. So makikita natin doon, ah okay, nakatanggap ng judgment sila. And panapanahon, whenever the, the chosen people of God are being corrupted nga or nagiging wicked na, magbibigay ang Diyos ng paraan para magrepent tayo. At yun nga, from, from the past, I think it's very important na matuto tayo doon because the history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. At yung scripture is telling us that whatever happened in the past would serve as warning and example for us. So sa panahon ni Noah, ilan lang yung naligtas? Eight. Sa panahon ni Lot, um, may pinadala din ang Diyos. Yeah. Sinabihan sila na they have to come out of Sodom and Gomorrah because it will be judged. Pero yung sons of law ni, ni Lot, pinagtawanan pa siya. So they did not repent. And so tatlo lang yung naligtas. So paulit-ulit, there, there is a pattern na konti lang yung nakikinig dun sa pinadala ng Diyos at nakaka-receive sila ng judgment. Pero kung nangyari yon, even sa panahon ng first coming, in the second coming, it will also happen to us. But actually, there's a good news. So oh, thank God, because I could use some good news right now. <laughs> kasi baka sobrang, ay, grabe naman si InstaH, puro judgment na lang. Pero that's true kasi. That's no. what we can see in the Bible. True. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I appreciate the clarity on the judgment because you know we like we already did an episode on this the judgment of god about the love of god pastor dina pointed out you can't have Mm. one without the other right and i think if we fail to also have a clear understanding of the judgment being um also a real thing for us then we are lulled into a false sense of security perhaps and if the point of this faith is to be led to salvation and we are not able to do that because we have like a wrong understanding that there's not going to be any judgment, then, you know, that would be wrong. So I, I appreciate you um, making that very clear. I do, I do. But yes, now the good news. <laughs> Pero good news, God loves us and He is merciful. So kaya binibigyan niya tayo ng pagkakataon na mag-repent. Even, yun nga, sa time ni Noah, imagine 500 years old, nung napili si Noah, 600 yung dumating yung flood. So about 100 years na imagine mo, nagtatrabaho si Noah for God. And yun nga, he's testifying, he's giving this warning to the people. And I think for us, makakarelate din tayo doon na God has been giving us chances upon chances. So ang importante that we have to repent really and also yun makip yung covenant because yung 
the way we understand it, yung reason kung bakit hindi nakikip ng mga tao before yung covenant, because hindi na, na-seal yung word sa kanila. But there's a promise in the Bible that there will come a time that the chosen people of God will be sealed with His word, with the covenant. Para kapag sure na sure na tayo dito sa bagay na to, kahit na anong mangyari, hindi natin bibitawan. At yun yung magiging paraan para makip din natin tong covenant na meron tayo with God. Right. I mean, yeah. I like how it all ties in with, yeah, yeah, okay. Pastor D, over to you, Pastor D. Yeah. Ako, ako, ako. Ito, parang Harry Resho. <laughs> Sige nga, this is my impression of Harry Resho. Oh, <laughs> in Matthew 24, Matthew 24, 37 to 39, it mentions about Noah. It says, for the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For us in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, which by the way, okay, there's a context that people get married until the day that Noah entered the ark and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of, Son of Man be. So dito makita natin no, that the second coming of Christ is compared to the days of Noah. Well, where even after all the warnings and after all the story of about this great flood and the judgment of God, people continue to remain wicked up until today. And that's why Jesus had to, the only way to save mankind was to wipe away mankind. They were going to kill each other with so much wickedness that the judgment of God is actually like His love also. No, yung feeling natin, oh, grabe naman si Lord mag-judge. Diba? That's why these stories matter because if you look at different uh, accounts of the flood story, iba-iba yung kwento eh. I'll give you an example, no? Like for the, yung story ng flood, for in, in, in biblical uh, perspective, God saves Noah because of his mercy and because he has a long-term redemptive plan. While sa mga, at the time, yung kwento ng Mesopotamia, nagalit ang mga Diyos, the gods. At tumakas. <laughs> Oo. O may, may, meron pang isa, yung tumakas, yung gods. May 140 kings that went down and wiped the, you know. So all of these are judgment dahil wala kaming pakialam sa tao. But here, God shows us, the story of the scripture tells us, and this is why it matters. Because at the time, there were so many stories about these gods who were so mad. And judgment fell, and nobody was spared. But in the God of Scripture, God spared Noah and his family, and in the long-term plan to rescue us from from our wickedness. And in the last days, the same thing will happen. Even as God's word is preached, many will still choose the path that is wide and not the narrow door. Podcast, all right, and and. And God would once again come and rescue His people. But again, as the word is preached, there is time for us to repent of our sin and not experience God's judgment because God loves us so much. So ang layo ng kwento lang ng, ng other parallel stories to how Scripture would tell the story of the flood. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really glad you mentioned that actually because my next question had something to do with that because that was something that puzzled me. Um, because yes, in parts of the Bible, you see verses like that. Like, you know, the judgment that is coming will be like the days of mm-hmm. Noah, which I thought was like, 
you know, a flood, like a reference to a flood. But God promises Noah after the flood that he's not going to do that again. He's never going to wipe out the people with a flood again. He even mm-hmm. gives him a rainbow as a sign of this promise, right? So I was wondering, like, so why does he say that later? Because you promised that you're not going to do that again. So it's not about a flood, it sounds to me. Because obviously he promised that he won't do that. So obviously he's not going to do that, right? What is, yeah, like this days of Noah thing. What? Um, may perspective ba kay doon? I think yep. ano, ang tinasabi na the, like the days of Noah, it's not necess- for me, no? It's not really necessarily ref- referring to the flood itself, but in the days of Noah, when number one, people might have thought Noah was crazy like about preparing this uh, big ark and you know, it's sunny, the weather is nice, nothing's gonna happen wrong or number two, people just didn't care, you know? They were living in sin without any repentance. So I think that's where that's what it is referring to that that context when people have already forgotten God have already forgotten his covenant have already abandoned his love have already failed to realize that they are part of his family I think that's what like in the days of Noah would mean not necessarily it that we will experience the flood again but we will be in that same situation I think we are in that situation right now with a lot of indifference a lot of injustices with a lot of you know confusion so that's my perspective on that i don't know with you insta h and pastor d and mm. sam i, I think yeah. that's what pastor d was saying also yeah Kanina, yeah, yeah. Oh. people were marrying they mm. were drinking they were you know doing all that life without god basically right insta harry what yeah. are your thoughts Somehow connected on, but basically, yung when God uh, made the covenant with man, yung pinakita niya yung rainbow that uh, symbolizes yung promise na meron siya sa tao, na hindi na niya muling i-judge yung tao using the flood. Pero, there will still be judgment, kagaya nung nabanggit ko kanina. Um, kung titignan natin yung rainbow na yun, pwedeng dalawang aspeto yung ma-remind sa atin. Una, that there was a judgment for the wicked people na hindi nag-repent. At pangalawa, that there will be salvation for those who were able to repent. Kasi yung family ni Noah, sila yung, yun nga, yun na-saved during that time. And um, in terms of, yun nga, pati tayo maja-judge, si Jesus, um, in the time of first coming, in John chapter 12, verse 48, sinabi niya doon na yung words na meron siya, yun din yung words na magko-condemn or magjudge dun sa mga taong hindi naniniwala sa kanya. And these are the very words that will condemn them at the last day. So, ibig sabihin, we will be judged according to the word. Kaya, in our church, we really emphasize on how important it is for us to understand the word. Because, yun yung magiging basa natin. It's the Bible. It's not about kung ano yung sinabi nung tao na kasama ko or whatever. But, Um, but babalik at babalik sa salita dun sa importance ng Word of God. And yung isa naman that when the second coming will happen or the judgment uh, will happen, it's like the time of Lot and Noah. Kasi yung common dun sa panahon ni Lot at saka ni Noah, they were busy. Ayun uh, nabanggit kanina, um, drinking, eating, marrying. So, kumbaga, the way we understand it, the people are so preoccupied with the worldly things. Na dahil sa sobrang hindi, sa sobrang focus na sila dun sa pinakakabisihan nila dito sa mundo, kahit na nadya na yung pinadala ng Diyos na nagbibigay ng warning sa itong word niya, di ba sinawa, sinabi kanina, preacher of righteousness, hindi sila nakikinig. So I think it's a reminder for us na, na mag-repent, 
whenever we receive the warning na this is really the time na pinipreach yung word. And, and that's our way of being able to to keep yung covenant na meron tayo sa Diyos at hindi tayo yung mga tao na judge but we will be the people who will receive the salvation. Yeah. I have one more, no? Yes. Uh, the stories kasi of the past, especially the creation story during that time, the yung parang contemporary stories nila, the sea, the, the myth about the sea was that it was it was the God. No? Parang muwanan, it's the sea, di ba? Parang yan yung kaaway mo, yung sea. And throughout biblical history and throughout the Bible, you would see from creation pa lang. Sabi ni Lord, no, the sea is to serve Adam and Eve, the created order. I made the sea. I'm in control of the sea. When Noah came, it was through an ark. I can save you eight with an ark. The sea cannot overcome the ark, which is, by the way, a miracle, right? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't have happened. It was God saying, I have control over the sea. And then it also happens in in Moses. Red Our Sea, thing. patay, trap na tayo. Ah, I'll part the Red Sea. You know, I can overcome the sea. So ever since, it was like the gods were saying, hey, Joshua parted the Jordan River. Moses was rescued in the Nile River, right? So the first miracle was turning the Nile River into blood. It was God saying, no, no, I'm the God of the sea. The sea is not the God. I'm the God of the sea. And even in the New Testament, you see that happen when he calmed the storm or the squall. You know the squall? What's the squall? It's, like, it's a big storm. It's a squall. <laughs> okay. He squelched the squall <laughs> by telling it to, to be calm. Right? He was saying, I'm in control of the sea. And so it breaks every uh, no, myth of the sea. It's like, oh no, we are, we, we are under the power of the sea. But when you're under Yahweh, you will be protected even by the powers of the sea. And that's why unlucky meaning of Noah. And if you look at the sea in the scripture, right? I think there's one more. I don't know if it's in Job, yung parang, yung, yung sa beach, sino ba nagsiset ng, ano, ng line kung hanggang saan lang yung waves? Right? It's like, it's me. It's God. I'm God. I'm in control of the sea. So throughout scripture, you would see that embedded. From, from creation to the New Testament, I'm, in, I'm the God of the sea. So don't be afraid. You can, I actually slept in the boat during a squall. Right? A squall. Nag, my... Nagpapaka-nerd lang ako kasi ang gagaling nito mga kasama. Pastor <laughs> <laughs> D, stepping up. No, but you know what? Now that you point that out, there are so many bodies of water in the Bible. Yeah. References to water. Um, and I am just blown away that a curiosity question like this about the flood of Noah constantly takes us into bigger topics, spiritual topics mm. that I do not foresee. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Parang grabe na, it shows the culture. It actually shows the culture of the of the times. Eh. Di ba pag nagbabasa ka ng Filipino literature, almost of all of our gods are babae. Mm. It shows the culture that we're very matriarchal. Di ba? Pag makita mo sa scripture, panay lalaki, very patriarchal. Right. That's the Jewish culture. Right. The Jewish culture, Epic of Eden. Sam, you need to buy the book. He's obsessed it's with the, this book right now. Ah, 
It's yeah. like, wow, iba ng understanding of scripture after reading that book. It's what like, is that book, Pastor D? Epic of Eden. Oh, who wrote it? It shows you the context of uh, Sandra, uh, Sandra Richter. Okay. So it's Interesting. A, yeah, it's an academic book. No? So, pero ang galing lang, parang na-amaze na ako kay Lord, even how the patriarchal system works that gives meaning now to how I study scripture from Genesis, the book of Isaiah, to the covenants mentioned Amen. in scripture was based on a patriarchal, Caesarian vassal relationship na parang, now I get it. Yung dati hindi ko maintindihan, parang, wow, ganit, parang nerd, no? Pero actually, it's very simple how it was written na even a lay person would say, now mm. I understand God. Yeah. Now I understand the relationship between uh, what happened with God and the Israelites. I want this nerdiness to rub off on this show. That is my point of having all of you here. So this is a good thing for me. Wow. Yeah. Issue, issue. Thank you so much, guys. This is, yeah, again, my curiosity questions. I feel like, you know, they're so satisfactorily answered. And again, I feel like every end of the episode, kind of like a common thread is we can start out with like a physical question, but there's always a spiritual significance behind it. So thank you again. Hey, if you guys are, you know, in a Bible study yourself, if you're following uh, Father Mike's Bible podcast, Bible in a year, and if you guys have questions along the way, you can email it to us, the narrow door podcast at gmail.com, and we can turn it into a discussion like this and learn along with these three guys. Pastor Dennis C is on the Victory YouTube channel. He preaches over there if you guys want to catch that. Big Bro and Friends is a podcast that you can see on YouTube as well. Light TV Network, if that's in your area. Our Parenthood, the podcast, which he does with his wife, Tammy, and Act Like a Man on YouTube. Insta Harry, his church offers free online Bible study, open worship, and webinars that you can check out. Details on the show description. Burns, of course, you can join his community, Unboxing Catholicism. Uh, what is the website again, Burns? Just go to www.unboxingcatholicism.com slash community. The website itself is still being built. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can join the community and receive emails from me. That's right. And Unboxing Catholicism, the channel on YouTube and on Facebook. He does a live and show Spotify. every Sunday. And sun, uh, Spotify, he has a podcast of that as well. Sundays, 8.30 in the evening. Catch him live on those platforms. Thanks, guys. Um, we will be back with maybe a guest, another curiosity question. But we will be back for sure. Thank you for joining us today. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.